Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, the director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. I'm also the person that loves to bring you great guests every week to help you just grow and develop in whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish right now. And so today on the show, I'd like to welcome Oleg Lockheed, TEDx speaker, podcast host, and founder of Overcoming Odds. Oleg's life pardon me, Oleg's start to life was met with many challenges. And by the age of nine, he became an orphan. He promised me he wasn't gonna make me cry today. Three, <laughs> three years later, he was adopted into a new family in a new country halfway across the world. His entrepreneurial drive helped him survive as a child and has helped him establish a nonprofit to support others that may be struggling in their own lives. And I am just super excited. Thank you for joining us, Oleg. Thank you. Thank you for creating a space. And I guess we also have to thank Nicole Ash for making the introduction to begin with. Oh, you know what? You just jumped right ahead of me because that's one <laughs> of the things I love to do in each podcast is tell people how we got connected. And I tell you, so this is crazy. And I'm going to go off topic for just a second mm -hmm. because I have to tell you how perfect this meeting is right now because mm -hmm. I, th I think no meetings are accidents or coincidences. I think they're all meant to be, right? And so I met a lady by the name of Sajel Thacker. Do you know her? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I can't, I can't even remember how I was introduced to her now. It's crazy. Um, but it was like an introduction to an introduction, then Sajel, right? Mm -hmm. And so Sajel was talking to me about Nicole Ash, and she's like, hey, she's in your space. It makes total sense that you two should talk. And I'm like, I don't ever turn down a conversation, right? And so I get on the phone with her, and she's like, well, actually, I'm not doing that anymore. I actually own a printing company. And I was like, what? Tell me more. What do you print? <laughs> and she's like, I print books. I print journals. And I'm like, stop. Because I'd been looking for a printer for my journal. Mm -hmm. Isn't that insane? No, it's it's incredible. I think how your path has crossed, how my path crossed with her. And I'm, I'm a similar believer. I think that everything happens for a reason as long as I choose to give it a reason. And that is just another situation where the two of ours paths crossed. Her and I have been connected for however long. And I can honestly say that having known however many people by now, it's well into the thousands range. She's one of a handful that I can count on every single day. She's one of a handful that always shows up as who she is and nothing more or nothing less. And to me, it's just fascinating to see that in other people. and. I think if anything else, it inspires me to do the same exact thing. That is beautiful. I we're definitely going to have to tag Nicole on this. Yeah, we'll Nicole Ash. And if anybody out there is looking for a fabulous printer, get in touch with us. We will hook you up with Nicole because she's amazing. So, but we're here to talk about you today. So, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about your story and what brought you here. It's a really good question, and I think in knowing what I know today, the biggest and the best way that I can answer that question of who are you 
is approach it through a couple of different perspectives. And the reason why is because one of the biggest things that started to make sense to me is that, and this is something that a friend of mine, Casey Berman, had passed on to me. And it's this concept that events are neutral unless I choose to project meaning onto them. So when I think about my own upbringing, when I think about the different things that I've been through in my life, the question of who am I is a very difficult question to answer. And the reason why is because there's so many different components to it. Who am I as a son? Who am I as a citizen? Who am I as a survivor? Who am I as an entrepreneur? Who am I as all of these different roles which make up the individual that is sitting in front of you today? When I think about my own past and when I think about my own circumstances, especially the challenges that I was brought up into this world, and that that is being born under a roof with my mom who was an alcoholic, my dad who was in prison, and my sister who was 18 years older than I am, who ended up becoming my legal guardian, I can't help but think about the importance that I choose to give as far as the meaning goes to each and every single one of those experiences. because. Believe it or not, in my opinion, there's so many different events that happen over the course of a day. There's so many different experiences that happen over the course of a day. I think the difference that it makes in my life is what is the meaning that I choose to project onto those experiences. Mm. In looking back at all of it now, I'm grateful to have this perspective because for many years, I didn't see life through that lens. I saw my life due to the circumstances that I went through. So the question that I was faced with for many, many years was why me? Mm. Why was I the one that was meant to go through all the challenges, all the obstacles, all the hardships in life? What I realized over time was that the answer to that question was always within me. It was just a matter of time and a matter of interactions, which is why I find that fascinating that you bring up the concept of not turning down a conversation because you truly don't know what any given conversation is going to help you reveal about not only the other person, but ultimately about yourself. And it was through those conversations that I think I was able to find myself and the answer to that question of why me? And that is, if not you, then who else? Who else was meant to go through all of these things in life in order to be able to add the perspective that I'm able to bring to today's world today? That is beautiful. And I love what you said about nothing has value unless you choose to give it meaning. And, you know, because as a coach, you know, I coach a lot around the energy and the energy is simply, like you said, it's a lens. It's how you show up in the world, how you perceive the world that becomes your reality. And you Mm -hmm. have chosen your own lens and to make it a beautiful place to be. And I think that's amazing. And I believe you're teaching others how to do that as well. So let's Mm -hmm. talk about overcoming odds. What made you start overcoming odds and how do you help others? It's a beautiful question. So about four to five years ago, I chose to start this organization for a couple of different reasons. A, when I look back at my life and I looked at the reoccurring themes that were happening from one chapter to another, The one theme that happened to be overarching is that concept of overcoming odds. And what I mean by that is continuously to find ways to overcome whatever the obstacles might be ahead of me. And that is something that I don't believe ever escapes. In fact, for many years of my life, the thing that I was constantly seeking for 
was ways to eliminate those hardships. I was constantly seeking for tools to get through some of these more challenging moments in life. And what I begin to realize and what I've learned throughout this journey is in my opinion, I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible to find a way to eliminate adversity out of life because adversity is a critical component to purpose. Adversity is a critical component to meaning. Adversity is a critical component to understanding oneself. When I finally understood that, and when I understood that everything is there to benefit who it is that I'm trying to become, I started to look at everything through the lens of all of the things that are happening to me are not happening to me, but they're happening for me. Mm. Therefore, everything could be of value. Therefore, everything could be of service. And I think all of these adverse circumstances and all of these obstacles in front of me are truly there to serve me. So overcoming odds was born out of that vision. It was born <clears throat> four years ago. I didn't understand it the way they understand it now as a disclaimer to all the listeners, <laughs> how I understand it today is that it's a space for people to be valued, to be appreciated and to be seen for who they truly are. The reason why I believe in that concept is because I believe for many chapters of my life in many different situations, I wasn't able to experience either one or all three of those things. When I mentioned to you earlier about coming here to United States, being adopted at the age of 12 and starting in the middle of sixth grade, the biggest challenges that I had to overcome were the exact same three things that I'm trying to build today. The opportunity to be seen, to be valued and to be appreciated. Coming into a foreign country, not speaking English, not knowing anything about this part of the world, nor the culture, those three things were a lack of. So that is what I was constantly fighting was that space where I can experience those three things. So four years ago, I decided and committed to myself that what better way to do it rather than create a space for myself, as well as other people who might be seeking similar things in life. And that's what I began to do. And the other thing that I'll say, which is also directly related to your show, I bet when you thought about your show as an idea or as a concept, it sounded great. But if anything that you might have learned as well as I've learned throughout my own life is that ideas, I think someone has coined this probably better than I'm going to say it next, but they're a dime a dozen. There are plenty of ideas. The difference that I believe what makes or breaks a particular organization is what are the actions that you are willing to take with mm -hmm. those ideas? What are you willing to commit to on a personal level? When no one is watching, when the camera is off, what are you doing to progress your life forward and not digress going backwards? That is beautiful and I will answer that question. I read. <laughs> <laughs> I read all the time. So I and I love that. I love that you say, you know, what do you do when the camera's off? Because, you know, you know, this is the, the podcast is absolutely a labor of love for me and you're right it mm -hmm. is a commitment and kind of going back to that obstacle thing you know when when we had the idea to do the podcast I had no idea what it was gonna take I had yeah. no idea and we got started in on it and I'm like oh what did I sign up for but you still you have to go on you know you have to have that commitment like what you're talking about I think that's so similar to what a lot of our job seekers go through when they're looking for that new job and they're sitting there and they're like, 
who am I? And they want to be seen. They want to be heard, you know? And so I'm, I'm curious how overcoming odds might help them be heard. How would it help them? One of the things that we do is we create a space through a variety of platforms. We host podcasts, we host events. We do a weekly call every Saturday called Courageous Conversations where people can join free of charge and be able to express what it is that they know about a particular topic at hand. The other thing that I will add on to it is when you think about career transitions, it's interesting that you even brought up that example because I was recently having a conversation with a friend of mine who had made a joke, which I've never thought about it through that lens, but I, I don't know if you can recall this moment or any of the listeners, but you remember that time where you were sitting during your career day orientation and think about that. Were you ever told the fact that you're going to go through multiple careers throughout your life? Probably not. I think the focus was very much on pick one career and stick to it. But the reality of the matter is, at least in my opinion and my experience, many people go through multiple careers in their lives. So the question then becomes, how can you become more adaptable to your circumstances? What can you learn from the setbacks and the hardships? How can you look at those as opportunities and not things that are going to hinder you from your progress or your goals? How can you look at each one of those situations through the lens of, what are they here to teach me? What am I here to learn? What am I here to see differently that I haven't seen before about my own life, my own circumstances? And that is what we try to create and strive actually for, is spaces like that where people can honestly ask themselves those larger questions in life but also understand that regardless of where they are along their journey, they've always had and continue to have the answers within them. So for us, that is all, that is what it's all about mm -hmm. is creating that space where people can feel comfortable and confident in being able to express the things that they've known all along the way. That is so beautiful. What you just said, there is so much there that I could unpack that we could be here all day, <laughs> not even kidding. And especially going back to just the part about how, you know, you have your career day when you're younger mm -hmm. and you're put on a path and then you're told to commit to that path. And I'm a prime example of that, having gotten mm -hmm. to the accounting field and sticking to it for almost 20 years when it was something clearly I am not an accountant, you know? <laughs> so, um, but then making that career transition, there's that fear, you yeah. know? And I think that it sounds like the space that you provide also, it, it's a safe space so that you can address those fears and overcome those fears so that you can make the changes that you want to make and choose your own lens on how you're gonna view the world. And the other thing that I think you mentioned within that that's so beautifully stated, it's this concept of fear. See, in my opinion and my experience, when I thought about fear many, many years ago, I didn't choose to acknowledge it as a real emotion or as a real thought. Instead, what I did was I suppressed it. I put it to the side and I made myself falsely believe that I'm still going to achieve or work through whatever the challenge that might be ahead of me. What I realized over time is that it is important to be able to recognize that fear how can you ever solve a problem if you don't know what the problem it is that you're solving? That's how I look at it. And I'm grateful that whoever, whether it was Think You Grow Rich or The Alchemist or thousands of other books that have demonstrated that point to me, and that's in recognizing the fear, in recognizing a limiting belief, a doubt, whatever mm -hmm. it might be, 
the very first part of it all is recognition. And I think about my own life today, and I think about what makes me quote unquote successful or what allows me that opportunity. And it's the things that I do in the morning. When, when we spoke earlier, we spoke about intentions. Mm-hmm. So what is the intention that I choose to wake up with every single day? For me, the intention is simple, yet it took me many years to discover. And that's simply asking myself the question of what would I like to experience today? Who would I like to attract into my life? And I kid you not, when I started to look at my life through that lens, as I'm sure many of the other guests on this show, Hal Elrod, that can relate to this message is that when you, once you tap into that frequency and vibration, you're bound to meet similar energies mm-hmm. throughout that day. You're bound to meet similar frequencies throughout that week, throughout that month, throughout that year. I didn't always understand that. And it wasn't until I read those books or came across some of these people that I really began to realize that it is possible. So for me at this point on, the best way that I can make a contribution in anyone else's life is to continue inspiring others, continue living by example, continue practicing what it is that I'm sharing with others and really understanding which part of this process works and which part of this process needs to be tweaked or looked at through a different lens. And I love that you keep going back to the lenses because I think that is so important, you know, and I talk mm-hmm. when I talk to people about their lenses, like, you know, the, the most basic, most, you know, primal feeling is that of being a victim. What you said earlier about this is happening to me, not for me. And you have to change that inner chatter, right? But, you know, when when I'm coaching clients, I I will look at them and I'm like, okay, do this. You know, and okay, people can't (laughs) see me if they're listening. But basically put binoculars with your hands on your eyes and look through them. And how much do you see? You have a very limited view. And when you change your lenses, you can widen that perspective. You can put your hands out, you know, a foot to either side of you and look through that and you can see everything around you now, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it just changes your whole perspective. And I think that's so beautiful. So you recently hiked the Grand Canyon and I I know you shared a story with me. So what did you learn during that journey? Well, it was a transformative experience, and here's the reason why. At first, I was a little bit skeptical about going on it because all the things that I've read from people who have gone on it, they said that it changed their life for better or for worse. For me, I wasn't sure what to expect, and I've also tried to, this is something that I've done with many of the experiences that I embark on. I don't try and set many expectations or assumptions for it in order to be able to receive the true gifts of that experience. So for me, going and hiking the Grand Canyon, which was also on the same day as my birthday, so a win-win situation. Nice. What I, what I realized was in completing the hike in about the last mile to a mile and a half, the biggest thing that I've learned through that experience was as I was making my way, my way up, I was hit with this overwhelming sense, overwhelming emotions about the people that have made a big difference in my life. And I remember making my way up and just thinking about all of these individuals, Nicole Ash included, people who have really made a difference in helping me at times when I was down, in believing in myself more than I believed in what I was capable of, so many other elements. And so I picked up my phone and I decided to take an action. 
I started messaging and leaving voicemails to all of these individuals that have made an impact in my life. And that is something that I've committed myself to doing is many, many, for many chapters of my experience on this planet, I took things for granted. I took things for granted because I thought that if things were here yesterday, if they're here today, therefore they will be there tomorrow. And then I began to realize not only within my own personal journeys, but also those surrounding me of people losing people. And that's where I started to realize the importance of not taking things for granted, including the time and the space mm. and the thoughts that I'm experiencing in those things. So that's where I started to take a proactive approach and acknowledge the things that need to be said, not hold them for a particular time or for a particular day, but rather say them in the moment. I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine and he, he brought up this brilliant point, which directly ties to what I'm saying right now. And it's that why do we, or not maybe we, but some of us wait until the person is about to pass to express to them how much we love them? Why don't we do that on a daily basis? What prevents us from doing that? For me, it was that assumption. It was that assumption that because my parents were there yesterday, they're here today, therefore they'll be there tomorrow. So I can always say that thing tomorrow. The only challenge of that story, which I know is something that you believe in as well, is that tomorrow is a never ending story. I think if anything, actually Nike said it best. And if anything, I would make one exception. And that is just do it dot, dot, dot tomorrow. Because that's the reality I think for many people. So waiting until tomorrow, what my personal experience has taught me is that not only does it become tomorrow and then that tomorrow becomes next week, next month, next year. And then there becomes a time where you don't actually commit to any action because it's been so long. So that is what I started to do. And that's what I've learned from my trip on going to the Grand Canyon is the importance of showing appreciation to people as well as showing appreciation to myself for how far I have come to this particular point. Well, and, and you continue to grow and develop yeah. because if I remember correctly, you've got another pretty big trip coming up soon. So yeah. tell me about that and where are you heading and what's the purpose? The purpose of this trip is to be able to learn more about myself. The purpose of the trip is to be able to learn more about different cultures, how people perceive life, what people appreciate about life. The places that I'm starting in, for those that are listening, I would love to meet you along the way. I'm starting in Europe. I'll be spending the first three months there in September of this year. And then I'll be making my way to Africa, spending some time in Tanzania, South Africa, Uganda, Rwanda, and then making my way to Egypt. And then from there, I'll be heading to Asia, Cambodia, Thailand, Vietnam, Japan, and then finishing in the home of the Lord of the Rings in New Zealand. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I will take you as well as anyone else that's listening <laughs> with me through a virtual world. But that has been a big journey of mine. And the other reason why I wanted to do it is because in hiking the Grand Canyon, one of the realizations that I had was I've been wanting to travel for quite some time, but yet I limited myself to the possibility of travel. 
I chose to believe in the self-limiting beliefs that I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, I don't have this, I don't have that. When the reality of the matter is, I do have those things. I do have those resources within my fingertips. So the question became not necessarily how do I develop and create more resources, but more so how can I become more resourceful with the resources at hand? How can I tap into some of these connections? How can I tap into my network and share my, my travel plans with them and say, hey, who do you know along the way that can help me in X, Y, and Z way? So that's what I started to do. And that is really the primary and the primary intention of this trip is to be able to learn more about who I am and how I contribute to this world. That is beautiful. And I think if, if you had just said one thing, you learned how to become more resourceful with the resources you already had, that's huge. That's huge. <laughs> yes. You know, we all have what we need, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At least to, you know, if we want to better ourselves, we have what we need within us to make that happen. So we mm -hmm. just need to be more resourceful with our resources. I love that. So mm -hmm. you have an upcoming book, right? Yes. So tell us a little bit about your book. The book is called Overcoming Odds. And what it is, is a story about my own personal challenges and adversities and hardships that I have faced from the time that I was born leading up to the time today. What I try and capture within that particular book is a vision for people to see themselves, see themselves within whatever the circumstances they might be going through, and also ask themselves the question of, what is this here to teach me? What am I here to learn? And what is it helping me see differently that I haven't seen before? So that will be coming out here soon within the next whatever time frame. I'm not sure, <laughs> but that is something that I genuinely feel passionate about because I think in my opinion, we are so much more similar than we are different. Mm -hmm. Yes, the events might be different, but the core principles and the core themes of our lives, in my opinion, are very, very similar. And I think those themes of love, acceptance, belonging, are similar in all of us. The difference is how we choose to interpret them. And ultimately the thing that I would like to add with this book as a contribution to the world is something for people to use to reflect upon their own journey and to learn from it. So I know that you also have a journal coming out too. So is that kind of the purpose yes. of the journal is to work alongside your book? Yes, the purpose of the journal is to do exact same exact thing. And that's to ask questions to create a space for people to go internally and to seek out some of these answers, as you had mentioned, that is already within each and every single one of us. Mm -hmm. I believe in the same exact thing. I've believed in this for many years leading up to today. I think the question is, how can I create a space where I can see some of those answers? Who can help me reveal them, whether it's through a conversation, through a question asked, through a journal, through a book? whatever that resource might be, what I've realized ultimately is that the more I put myself out there, the higher my chances are of finding that thing that I'm looking for. And that journal will also be printed by our mutual friend. <laughs> that is so awesome. That is so awesome. And you're not going to believe this, but we are mm -hmm. almost out of time. 
So this has been a fantastic conversation. I've really enjoyed this. And, and I know our audience is going to as well. And I knew it when I first talked to you. I was like, oh, yeah, we got to get this on tape. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have my VIP questions for you. So are you ready? Of course. Of course. All right. So if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? This could be your next trip. Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> well, first thing that I would do is I would probably call Matt Damon because he was one of the star characters in Martian. And I would ask him how to become a botanist just in case I have to learn how to create uh, potatoes and other sources of food. Outside of that, I would say I would take a book with me that I can refer back to to reaffirm myself of all the things that I've known along the way. That book would either be Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill or The Alchemist. These are two books that have changed my life drastically and have still continued to have an impact. And the very last thing that I would take, it would probably be some sort of memory of my life here as well as the important people in my life. So it would be a picture, a recording, whatever that form looks like. But to me, that's important. It's important to be able to preserve other people's lives and other people's impact in my life. So whatever I can use to capture that moment, that is something that I would take with me. Well, good choices on the books for sure. <laughs> Those are two of my favorites as well. In fact, I probably need to go back Incredible. and reread them both. But um, I don't know if I shared this with you, but you know, there's a workbook that goes with the Think and Grow Rich that actually just you know just takes you even deeper into the content. And so I started doing that workbook recently, and I'm really enjoying it. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I have to check it out. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Okay, so my next question. And you kind of answered this earlier, but we'll go a little bit mm -hmm. deeper. So what's one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? One thing I do each morning besides what I've already shared as far as what experience do I want to go through today is that I have a very clear routine that I, I don't necessarily follow, follow it hour by hour, but more so a set of activities that I go through in order to put myself in that in the best possible state that I could be. So the very first thing that I do is I express gratitude. Mm. I express gratitude through whatever form. I've joined different Facebook groups to express it in that. I sometimes send a text to the person right there and there. I will use my journal and write however many names I could think of and however many things that I'm grateful for each one of those people. That is the first thing that I do and as far as the impact goes, I can't really put it into words, but I will say that it changed my life. Mm. It changed my life for the better because it made me appreciate life that much more. And it made me appreciate not only my life that much more, as well as other beings, but all living things. I can look outside my window and see a different picture than I was able to many years ago. And that's solely because I have a deeper appreciation for life, as well as a desire to connect and learn from other forms of life. So those are the things that I do is I set intentions and then outside of that, I try and create some form of routine frequency in order to put myself in the best possible position for that day. I love that you do that. You know, that's one one of the things that I hear from thought leaders and influencers and, you know, over and over again is just, you know, that starting your day with gratitude. It is so important. I mean, how can you have a bad day if you start out being thankful? Yeah. And also being thankful for every single experience that mm -hmm. you might come across. Absolutely. Okay, so my final question. 
If your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? The headline would be the power of your story. Mm. The reason why I say that is because I'm a huge believer that everything starts with the story and it ends with the story. So whatever the story that you are telling yourself right now about any particular achievement, any particular goal or dream or aspiration, it all starts with that story. So my question to you is, what is the story that you are telling yourself? Because as Henry Ford once said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. One of my favorite quotes. <laughs> so this has been amazing. How do people find you? How do they follow you on your journey? The best way that people can probably do that is through any form of social media. And that is if you simply Google my name or Google the organization Overcoming Odds, you'll be able to see the different ways you can connect with us through LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever that social media platform is. But that was probably the best ways that people can do that. And I truly hope that people not only follow it, but possibly meet me along the way. It'll be amazing to see other individuals with similar mindsets and similar thoughts that is the world that is so amazing and what is your time frame for being in um, Asia it will be towards the middle of next year so June July oh, August I'm gonna be there in April that's why I was like we can meet in person <laughs> maybe I will make it there in April now that I know there's gonna be one other person there yeah, that would be awesome. Well, this has been an amazing conversation, Oleg, and I just have one last thing to say to you. Mm -hmm. You are a VIP. No, thank you. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.